Hello, hello, and welcome to the show. You're listening to the We Podcast, and I'm your host, Sarah Menares. I believe that we all need a space to speak our authentic truth, as well as a space to hear the truths of real and vulnerable people so that we can better understand that we are not alone. Hearing the experiences of others encourages us to step into the light in our own lives. It is through owning our stories and learning to speak our truth that we are able to grow and rise above the challenges we face and step into the full power of all we were created to be. You will hear many topics discussed in this space with people from all over the world. We hope that you feel welcomed into a community of growth and that this space will invite you to uncover the absolute greatness that is already inside of you. Oh, and don't forget, check out all the We Podcast episodes as well as the We Spot blog over at thewespot.com. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hey girl, it's me. You're listening to episode number 65, Aligning Your Purpose. This episode, I get to chat with Diana Valenciano Luna. Diana is the creator of Awaken the Goddess Within, Biz with the Soul, and Feed Your Soul and Discover Yourself Journeys to Costa Rica. All the programs invite women to awaken their magic within and embrace self-awareness, helping them to let go of the belief systems holding them back. Diana's journey to free herself from an unstable corporate career and a lifetime sense of unworthiness and aimlessness inspired her to pursue a deep inner journey that led her to her awakening to become a transformational life coach and energy healer, helping women across the globe. Diana has 20 plus years experience in customer support and business development in aviation and fashion industries. An entrepreneur at heart, she has built businesses since she was 19 years old. With a 30-year journey in personal development focused on leadership, she holds degrees from different universities in the USA and Costa Rica in business management, tourism, and hospitality. She's also certified in Steer Your Life Coaching, a benchmark tool for emotional wellness, a Dale Carnegie graduate, a Reiki master, Sujok therapist, and currently training for hypnotherapy. Diana lives in Miami and works completely virtually and serves both English and Spanish-speaking communities, creating the lifestyle she always desired, giving her the freedom to be able to travel with her family. To date, Diana has helped women find their purpose, align their lifestyle to their business, and obtain the inner strength and clarity to have unshakable confidence and assertiveness. I love this interview with Diana. We get to hear her story and also her insights on learning to be in sync with the desires of our heart and the universe. And I know that you'll find lots of amazing nuggets in this episode. So no more delay. Let's get started. Here's my interview with Diana. 
Welcome to this episode of the WE Podcast. I'm super excited to have the amazing Diana Valenciano Luna here with me today. I have been so excited to be able to talk with you here in this space, and I got to see you in person this last weekend and hug you, which was amazing. And now here we are and our listeners get to hear your goodness and connect with you as well. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much, Sarah, for inviting me. It was great to see you again in Denver. And I am incredibly honored and blessed to be here with you and have this conversation. Oh, well, thank, thank you. you. Yes, I feel the same. So I like to talk a little bit at first about how we got connected. And we mm-hmm. primarily met each other online, essentially. Yes, which we met yay. through social media, which is yeah. great. <laughs> I know. I know. Yay for Facebook. <laughs> and that's beautiful. When you create deep connections with people, when you go and you show yourself with your soul, with your heart, and not with an agenda. It just brings out the best in people. And you truly connect lifelong. I've had friends that we've been connected for years. And we've created great things together because of social media. So social media does have great things. Mm-hmm. You just have to block all the negative Nellies and then it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> 100%. Well, I'm so happy that everyone gets to hear your heart and your vulnerability. I think that's really an area where we connect is mm-hmm. understanding the power of being real, being vulnerable, owning our story, all of those things. And so I'm excited for people to hear your heart and your perspective. Thank you. I'm excited to share. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. All right. So let's just dive in. So can you start out by kind of telling us your story in general? Give us from the beginning till now an overview. It's a lot. I'm an entrepreneur at heart and always wanted that deep sense of wanting to help people, but I didn't know why. I knew that when I was born, I was born for something great. And I had felt that within myself. And for many, many years, I started personal development when I was very young. I was 16 years old, introduced by my dad in one of his, one of the books that he loved, which was The Power of Positive Thinking. And that gave me a perspective in life that perhaps I wouldn't have at that early age if I wouldn't have read that book. It really taught me that I could do anything in life. And it also taught me that I was going to face challenges, big and small. And so that's how I faced my life. I said, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to embrace the challenges that life is going to bring me. Mm-hmm. And indeed it did. <laughs> mm-hmm. He said, okay. My spiritual teacher now says that you get to receive the tools before a challenge. And so I completely, completely know that I was giving the tools to face all the challenges in my life. I became a mom when I was 21 years old. It took me into a roller coaster. I had to face my own demons. I was unprepared. Who is prepared to become a mom at such a young age? I was completely unprepared. I didn't know who I was. 
I didn't know then what I truly wanted. Mm-hmm. Had to go through some major depression. I was in postpartum depression for three years, begging to get help, and no one gave me that help. And I got even suicidal. Mm-hmm. And it was my daughter's cry who woke me up one day and said, Okay, you got to get your act together. I was emotionally, psychologically abused. I had to face that, and I was able to walk away with a lot of brokenness. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't face that. I didn't recognize the fact that I had been broken, that I fed myself all these lies, that I was unworthy, unloved. And so when I went into corporate, I believed that too and fought to be worthy and to break the glass ceiling. Mm. That was my quest to be perfect, to be an incredible executive. And always, always trying to become the best, the best, the best, the best. And I kept shielding myself and putting masks of being a badass, of being this perfect woman Mm. in the eyes of the world, in the eyes of society. And I became very resentful, very angry at the world. Now I know it was anger and resentment. Back then it was, I was praised in my mind, when I was told that I was a firecracker, that I was a pit bull, that I was a badass, I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. I'm doing my job of being a strong woman. And inside, I was just broken. Mm-hmm. My health was going downhill. I was very unhealthy. And then I thought, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to work on my body. I'm going to lose the weight. I'm going to become stronger again. And that's what I try to do. I became very unhealthy, obsessed with being healthy and fit. And then when I was supposedly the healthiest and fit, I almost lost my life because it was bronchitis and it was pneumonia just hitting my body. And it was just the universe telling me that's not where you need to go. It's not about your body. It's not about your mind, working your mind to become strong, but there's something more important and that's your spirit. But I didn't listen. Mm. So through corporate, I lost many jobs. I had to change jobs 11 times for circumstances. I was laid off five times. And then I believed that it was something very wrong with me because I am unlovable. I am unworthy. Nobody wants to hire me. Mm. But It was my resentment, my anger. Like who wants to have someone that is unhappy (laughs) in their teams? Mm -hmm. But it was never about me. Until one day in a hospital bed, I said, I need to start forgiving myself and going into this journey of inward, finding who I am, finding my truth, and reconciling with all this brokenness that I had inside. That's how everything began. I left corporate in 2016, towards the end of 2016, because I had set it out on an agenda. I put it on March of 2016. I'm going, I'm going to step out of corporate for good and not coming back. And it happens to be that on September, the universe said, you know what? I'm going to kick you out. So a month before I had put down my date to leave. Mm-hmm. I was laid off for the fifth and final time. 
And I walked out two months after I was invited to be a sponsor at the biggest women's success summit in Florida then. And as I was the sponsor, I got the chance to be on a hot seat with the mentor. And I was pitching my business. Like, this is what I want to do. I'm on my own as a self-employed. Back then, I was designing handbags. I had my boutique. And I said, this is what I'm going to do. And all of a sudden, in front of 200 people, she said, I don't see the passion in you anymore, in your business, in front of all these women that were waiting for me to share. And I said, how these women are going to believe in me? How these women now are going to trust in my product? How am I going to become the next handbag designer? And I broke down in front of in front of her and in front of all these people. And I had to come to terms with the truth. I was in love with this company anymore. It just had become another company. I've had it for six years. I closed it down three months later. And that's where I've completely lost myself. Like, what am I going to do now? Mm. What am I going to do? I have no job. I have no business. I have nothing. I don't even believe in myself. Mm. And that's where my awakening started. My journey into myself, my spirit, my soul. And realizing that I wasn't broken. I wasn't unworthy. I was complete. I was whole. But I needed to go in and put the pieces back together and feed my soul. Mm-hmm. Because the spiritual, our soul is the backbone of our existence. We could be fit. We could have a strong mind. But if our spirit is bended, if it's not strong enough, any circumstance, any event in our lives is going to knock us down, and which is exactly what kept happening. Mm-hmm. I kept falling until I realized everything, all the answers, all the wisdom, all the tools that I need are within myself, and I need to discover them. Mm-hmm. Which I can totally resonate with in so many ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting because I got to hear you share your story at the event we were just at. And I also had my daughter at, well, I turned 21 the month after I had her. So we Uh. have that in common. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and how, gosh, you know, back then, I thought I had it all figured out, you know. Mm. Now... There's nothing more to knock you off your uh, <laughs> high horse than having a baby and realizing I uh, know. She's been yeah. my greatest teacher mm-hmm. because we had to grow up together. Totally. Yes. And there yeah. were things that we didn't have it figured out. Mm-hmm. And so we're not perfect. There are things that are going to happen that is going to affect them, which in my case, it did. And so we had to repair our, fr- our friendship as a mom and daughter. We had to repair our relationship and start building from scratch not long ago because 
I had forgotten how to listen. Mm-hmm. So it, that was all part of the healing process. Oh, yeah. It's amazing what you said about growing up together is so true. Because now I have a child and he's seven and my daughter's 19. And I am a completely different mom to him than I was to her because I was, I'm so much more grounded in who I am now and in my soul. And Mm. back then I was so disconnected and a hot (laughs) mess. (laughs) Yes. I can totally relate. I can totally relate because for me, I was so focused on, in my mind, truth to be told, in my mind, I was in a competition with even her dad because I had waited 10 years to be successful. Again, what success meant for others, not even for myself, because if you don't know what you want, if you don't know your purpose, how can you know what success means for you? Mm. And it was not until, what, three years ago that I really sat down and questioned myself, challenged myself, what is success for me? Forget about the world. Forget about what people think mm. or expect of you. What is success for you? Perhaps it's not just drinking a cup of coffee by yourself in a family home, not worrying about anything else, but just being at peace. Mm-hmm. Or being able to travel the world. Success is a lot of different things for each individual person. And until I sat down and questioned it for myself, that's when I realized, okay, success for me is being with my family, being able to be at home with my family and being able to give everything to them. Mm -hmm. My time, not about money, not about anything else other than my time Mm. and my presence Mm. and enjoying it in the now. And I became focus on that aim, that North star. Mm -hmm. That's what I want. That's what I really want for me. Mm -hmm. And so just coming into that balance with the rest of the family where we know what each individual person has in their mind. And so that meant understanding my daughter's perspective, my daughter's aims, my daughter's desires, each one of them, my husband's and coming together in synchronicity to have the life that we want. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, it has taken us three years, but now we are both at home, my husband and I, with the life that we want, that we desire, that mm. we are in so much in love with. Yeah. So when we forget about what society wants us to do or expects us to do, and just focus again within ourselves, that's when we create magic mm-hmm. and we start creating the life that we truly desired. Mm. So I want to go back to something you said real fast too. And you said in the corporate world, you really took pride in the fact that you were a badass, that you were tough. <laughs> and, you know, I picture you with all of your armor on. I'm reading a book right now by Vision. Is that how Vision Lakiani. Yes, yes. I love talks, it. He talks about the brules, the bullshit. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> the Code of the Extraordinary Mind. Yes. It's a book that I love mm-hmm. that I read twice and it has so much truth. Mm-hmm. We lead our lives with so much 
rules. Yes. Yeah. Bullshit rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that reminds mm. me of it. Like I have to be tough. I, that's like this rule, right? Like if we're going to be a successful woman, then we can't be weak. We have to be tough and strong and we can't have any of the feminine energy. We've got to be living this like masculine place. I'm Latin. I'm loud. I love to laugh. Mm-hmm. I love to just be seen, but I was always told that I needed to hush. I needed to be quiet. You're too much. Just keep it low. Yes. Just go under the radar. And that's what I kept doing all my life. Just being tough, very masculine energy. Mm-hmm. And it was nowhere near of who I was. By nature, I am this neat, gentle being that loves to love and loves loves to be loved Mm -hmm. and loves to connect. And you can connect genuinely in corporate. Mm -hmm. You need to put this front because, oh my God, what people think if you you cry. And I felt, and I remember a couple of times in my last job, this CEO of mine was in my office <laughs> and I remember that I had been, I was the only one, the only woman in operations. So I was, in, all these men, teams of men were, I was in charge of them. They were mechanics, some of them. I felt the pressure. And at some point I felt belittled and gender harassed. And I came forward and I shared that with him. And he did say, you've been treated this way because you're a woman. Mm. And I cried. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I felt guilty afterwards. Damn it. I showed my vulnerability. Mm. I cried. Not only I cried once, I cried twice. You can't do that. Why did you do that? And then I said, well, that's who I am. Mm-hmm. It hurt me. What you said hurt me. And that's the truth. And I, for many, many years, 22 years in corporate, I couldn't show my emotions. I couldn't show who I was, my justness, my loving nature. Mm. I couldn't connect with anybody. And that, that was one of the things that really, really hurt me. Because of that, I became someone that I was not. Mm. And that pressure of being someone else it just disrupts your life and and you keep hiding and hiding and hiding to a point where one day you just explode Mm -hmm. and either have a nervous breakdown, you walk out of corporate, don't come back anymore. Like I try Mm -hmm. to do many times (laughs) (laughs) or you just keep fighting and fighting and fighting, thinking that it's other people and it's just you because you're not embracing your truth. Mm, Yeah. Of who you are. It's huge. Mm -hmm. But if we just show ourselves the way we are, I think life and if we face the rules of society, which is going to liberate us from that stigma, that heaviness, that (gasps) weight that we have on our shoulders. Totally. I think I started my more spiritual journey in this way probably – five years ago in a real Mm. deep way, more so the last three years have been really intense. I think about, and 
you know, I, gosh, I desire so much for my daughter at 19 to know this. And I think about how different it would be for me if I would have known this earlier in my life, you know, and I hope that in a way our, our society, our world is awakening to this to where women will know and men too at a younger Mm -hmm. and younger age, rather than having to, you know, wait all this time and, and only come to that conclusion because we're so freaking exhausted and in a hospital bed, you know, it'd be so nice if we didn't have to get to that point. (laughs) (laughs) So much easier. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Those are the Kensho moments. And and unfortunately, you know, humans learn that way. Mm -hmm. And it's unfortunate because sometimes, I don't know about you, but I got knocked down so many times and I didn't even learn Yes, I had to be mm-hmm. in a hospital bed where I couldn't move, literally, and I wasn't eating. Darn it. They weren't mm. giving me food. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's torture. I was almost in shock <laughs> where I came to this realization, like, I need to forgive and I need to start forgiving myself mm. first. Mm-hmm. And then after you forgive yourself, you go into this, who do I need to forgive? Even when we don't expect being forgiven back. Mm -hmm. Who do I need to forgive? And it started with my daughter's dad, although we had a great relation. We had, we didn't talk for three years and we didn't even have to communicate. We didn't have to say anything. I just went to my parents where he was saying once and just wanted to come to terms because it was for me, mm-hmm. for my own freedom. With my, my little sister, we hadn't spoken for many, many years. It's even asking for forgiveness when you don't even know why you're asking for forgiveness. Mm. Yeah. And I remember just writing a note. I miss you. I love you please forgive me. And that's all I said. And I left it with my mom to be given to her. And these are the things that if you do it from your heart, truly from your heart, from your soul, it gives you such inner peace. Mm -hmm. Because that's when you step tapping into unconditional love. Mm -hmm. Where unconditional love, what I have come to understand, and I get a little emotional, (laughs) is to love completely and absolutely without condition regardless if they have hurt you Mm. without wanting to control or to help or guide someone you just letting go of that desired Mm -hmm. and become so fully present where you actually feel love conditional unconditional love Mm -hmm. you feel your heart expanding because you're loving yourself and when you love yourself you love another and it creates a ripple around you where you start sparking healing within yourself but also with the people that is around you Mm -hmm. and it's undeniable 
I guess there's a couple ways I want to go here, but I'll go with that a little bit more because I hear people say a lot and, you know, this strikes a chord for me too. And I hear the quote, forgive them even if they're not sorry. But people ask me a lot, well, what if they don't accept your apology or what if they don't change or what if, you know, all of those things are something that comes up very often. And so maybe you can speak to that because I know a lot of people have those, that question. The way I've experienced it, because it's actually nothing that you can think about, but actually that you, you need to experience within yourself. And in my experience, what has boiled down to is letting go of any expectation. If we ask for forgiveness, expecting to be forgiven or expecting someone to change, Mm -hmm. then it defeats the purpose. We are not here to change anybody. The only person that we are in control of is ourselves. Mm -hmm. That is it. And... When we ask for forgiveness, whether we're going to receive it back or whether that person is going to change, it's completely unrelevant, unimportant mm-hmm. in that sense. We just go with it genuinely with an open heart, asking for forgiveness and letting go any mm-hmm. expectation that we have. Mm-hmm. So- and I think that is the hardest part. That is the hardest thing to do. Mm-hmm. That was for me the hardest part. Yeah. Because I remember when I wrote down that note to my sister, I remember saying to my mom, don't expect her to change. Don't expect her to say, I'm sorry back. Mm-hmm. Or to don't expect anything. Yeah. And of course, as a mom, I'm pretty sure she had the expectation for things to change. <laughs> but I went in with with a complete certainty that I was doing that to, to release my pain, to release my soul, to release me from any, anything that any negative charge Mm. that I would have towards her or towards the event or the circumstances. Mm -hmm. And you just leave it up to the universe, to God, to whatever it is that you believe in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's powerful. Thank you for diving into that more. I think You're it's welcome. It's so huge and it's hard to let go. I think it's so necessary. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the hardest lessons I think to learn probably is is letting go of that yeah. need to control. And and it's something that we talk about and we see a lot of quotes. Now that we are on social media, we see it. We read it. We read about letting go. Mm -hmm. And it's more like a commodity word. This is what we talk about. This is what we need to do. But do we apply it in our own life? Yeah. And how much do we actually experience it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's very vulnerable and it's brave because it takes care of who you are, what you feel, and what you think. It's all us. It's that little container of you. And you need to expose how you truly feel and how, what you truly think about yourself. Mm-hmm. For me, it was the hardest thing because I had to confront my own demons and triggers. Mm-hmm. 
and the toxicity that I resonated with in other people. Ah, that really hurts. That is very yucky. I don't like this. It feels really uncomfortable in my Mm -hmm. skin. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And that's when truly starts happening, when Mm -hmm. you're able to look at your reflection. Because at the end of the day, you're my reflection. And I am your reflection. How I feel about you and how I see you, it's a reflection of me, of what I think about me, what I feel about me. So how I started in that road of challenging myself without being unkind to myself. For instance, I would enter a room and we all know we live in a world of jealousy. We live in a world of ego centric people. Mm -hmm. So for me to enter into a room and say, women are especially famous for that. We are. Mm-hmm. And so one of the, the, the challenges for me was to enter a room filled with women, amazing, powerful women, and feeling triggered one way or another. She's prettier. She's taller. She's this. She's that. And then asking myself, why do I feel this way? What is it that she is triggering me and just going inward? Mm-hmm. and challenging my jealousy, challenging my ego, challenging my frustration, my anger, my discomfort in a very kind way. Mm-hmm. Being compassionate with myself, being very patient because it takes time to get to that point. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we're never going to reach a point where we're going to know it all. And so it was that balance of becoming the student of my own reflection, of my own feelings and emotions, and then being able to teach it to the Mm. people that I served. And so it was that dance between all that I was feeling Mm -hmm. and breaking. As I was doing that, I could feel the layers. And sometimes it felt really, really raw. Mm. where I had ugly cries like, oh, shoot, I really don't like this. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But allowing those emotions to flow Mm. through me and welcoming because that's exactly where we find change. That's exactly where we find the greatness within ourselves, Mm. to be able to look at ourselves without any judgment. Totally. Leaning into that. I would say 95% of the people I see in therapy – come in and they say, I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling Mm -hmm. scared. I'm feeling down. There's something wrong with me. And (laughs) it's a process (laughs) really of learning to lean into those feelings rather than seeing it as something bad or something that they need to get rid of because there's something wrong with them. There's a lot of shame about being sad and being the whole thing about sadness and pain and it's just relative because it's just the name we gave to these emotions Mm -hmm. it's it's perfectly what you said you lean into this I get curious like a child Mm -hmm. because that's who we are when you acquired when you get back that sense of wonder (gasps) okay what is it that I'm feeling okay, this is discomfort. 
whatever it is, it's a sadness, it's a pain. Okay, what is it that I'm feeling? And you lean into that. And that, some, often times, it leads to cries. Mm-hmm. But just welcome that feeling. And I don't know about you, but sometimes when you have the ugliest of cries, you, at the end of it, when you're through with it, you mm-hmm. feel clarity, you have confidence. You, it's like, just like a rain. Yeah, it's just totally. like the weather. It's yeah. like, oh my God, you see the sunshine. You actually see the light. But if you closed off and you're afraid of those emotions, it's just going to bring more of it. Yes. It's just going to intensify, just going to amplify it to a point where you're going to have a nervous breakdown. Yeah. Or you're going to hide because yeah. I don't want you to see me that way. Total I don't want the world avoidance. to see me that complete avoidance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've learned to lean into that, to embrace it yeah. wholeheartedly. And sometimes it literally has felt like giving birth. Like, mm, mm-hmm. And I love it. I come to love those times. My husband, when um, he has seen me, and it lasts sometimes a day or two or three. And I used to have a studio back in Miami. And I would tell them, I'm just going to be there. Just let me be. Mm-hmm allow me because this will pass yeah so by the end he everybody got used to that okay i'm there i'm going through some stuff and it's okay Mm -hmm. i need to process it and it was just a source of inspiration and creation Mm -hmm. yes i love it so good it's so true i mean the shift that would be made if we could see it that way Mm -hmm. rather than there's something wrong with me is is huge So I want to make sure too that we talk about something that I know you're passionate about and I am also (laughs) another area (laughs) that we can really, that you and I really connect on and that's the mentality of hustle and grind. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Take it over. Tell me, tell me how you feel about it. That is a total lie. The hustle and grind and push mentality, it's a total lie. It is, it, it's exhausting because it is not our natural flow. It is completely unnatural to do that mm-hmm. because we're forcing things. We're really pushing to make things happen and to control the outcome when in reality, we are not in control of any outcome. Right. So what do you think this kind of culture that's being cultivated right now of just push, just hustle, just grind? I mean, I know there's conferences called like hustle and grind, (laughs) like it's become this culture. What do you think that this is doing to people? And there's a lot of, it's creating a lot of frustration because of the feeling of, oh, what it's, what something is wrong with me because I'm not successful like Mm -hmm. the success that these people are portraying. And it's that full sense of success. Again, going back to what is really success for you, define that, define your North Star, define what really drives you, what drives your heart, Mm -hmm. your soul. What is your purpose? Some people don't even know. Mm -hmm. And they get desperate. And that's the problem. They get desperate to find out what is their purpose. And business and life, personal life, is in complete misalignment to who they are. Mm -hmm. 
And business is treated completely separate from your being, your existence, when in fact it's completely one. Your business is a reflection of you and you are a reflection of your business. So if we're not truth about ourselves, we're not going to have a truthful business. Mm -hmm. And we're going to deceive people. Yeah. And that's what I was doing. And I, I can say it with conviction because that was exactly what I was doing. While I was doing the handbag business back in the days, I remember one of the coaches that I had back then said, you are a product development coach. And I said, I am. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't feel it in my core. It wasn't me. That's not what moved me. Mm-hmm. But I went along with it. Yeah. And every time I would say it in my lives, back then it was Periscope. Mm-hmm. I'm a product development coach. I would cringe. And instead of going forward and open my heart and being excited about, I closed off and I was ashamed mm-hmm. because that wasn't me. And I thought it was something, again, wrong with me. Like, eh, why is this? And so I had to let go of that and peel the layers to find out what I was passionate about and said, I believe this lie because of the grind mind, grind push mentality. Mm-hmm. And that's what the majority of people are right now. They have success, what it is known as success, the money, the cars, the travel, yada, 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 yada. But mm-hmm. their lifestyles are completely a mess Yeah, because they don't even know who they are. So right. find out who you are first, truly deep down in your core, in your soul, and mm-hmm. then create something that you're proud of that really comes from your heart. Yeah, there's a few people I really look up to, you know, and I say, oh, I really would love to be like this person or I'd love to be like that person. And and then I really have to push myself, like, sit down and think about this, Sarah. Like, <laughs> do you really want to be traveling every single week? Do you really want to have the schedule that this mm. person has? When I do that, when I really look at it, I realize, no, I don't want that. I want to be here when my child has a field trip and I want to go on it and I want to volunteer in his classroom every single week and I don't want to be gone all the time. And Mm -hmm. so I've really had to work on redefining what success looks like to me. And yes, there are amazing things about their lives that I I pick and choose, (laughs) 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 but it's true. I think that it's so easy to get into this place of in order to be successful, I need to look exactly like this other person. And that could be farthest from the truth, your own truth. Yeah. And I love that. That's one of the biggest, biggest things that I, I just like, no, we need to start guiding people that that is not the way, because the moment you get in flow, the moment you truly become one with your aim, your North Star, everything flows and it's supposed to flow at ease, supposed to come to you mm-hmm. because you are so much in passion with what you're doing that people want to know what is it that you're doing. I want to, I, I want to know. Yes. It just mm-hmm. becomes with flow and ease and it becomes a 
that beautiful dance with and in sync with the universe mm. and with what you want and your desire in your heart. But we're too afraid to show it off. So good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here writing and absorbing. <laughs> yes. Okay. So moving on into the questions, even though I'd love to just keep talking about this, but people are going to have to find you outside of here because I know you do work in this area, but I'd love to know your answers to my questions. And the first one is, is what do you feel has been the most vital to your growth? Being brave and honest with myself. I mean, brutally honest with myself digging really deep, challenging myself. That has been the number one thing that has been vital. That has been the bloodline for me that gave me life. And more so within the last year, go all in, unafraid, completely compromised with your own growth. Because at the end of the day, that is our responsibility. Mm -hmm. Our responsibility, we came here by ourselves, we're going to leave by ourselves. And our responsibility is to evolve as a human being, because that's what we inherit. We inherited this beautiful body that we have mm -hmm. as our vessel to learn all the lessons. But at the end of the day, it is our soul that we need to evolve. We're not even transforming. We already are. We just rediscovering. Mm-hmm who we are deep down and being brave enough to discover it yeah. on our own. Yes. I love that. Being intentional about growing and not just letting it happen to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because that's the hardest thing because then you're resisting. When you let life happen to you, you're resisting life. Mm. When you surrender is when you fully trust that everything that is happening, it's happening for you at the right time. Hmm. Because you need it and you have already been given the tools to face those challenges. Yeah. Love that. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Ooh. All right. Next one is what do you want to make sure that people know? That you have all the answers within yourself. Stop seeking the answers outside of you. You're already perfect. You're already whole. You're already living in the oneness, in the wholeness, and in connection and synchronicity with the universe, with God, with nature, with your being. You're one. So just have to be in the stillness and listen mm. to all the answers because you already are yes. enough. Amen to that. That has been the hardest thing for me to learn. <laughs> I'm getting there. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but it's so absolutely vital. It's so vital mm -hmm. to seek the answers within yourself rather than outside of yourself. Keep coming back to that stillness. That's the hardest part for me. I don't like being still. <laughs> <laughs> I never have. I'm like, <laughs> but I'm getting there. I'm working on it. So 
I love that. Thank you. Thank you for that reminder. And so what would you say to somebody who maybe has a hard time being still or doesn't know what that means? Is there something you can tell them about beginning that practice or how they can help themselves in that area? Maybe they don't know how to meditate. And meditate has been my number one tool to find that quietness that stillness, those answers that I was seeking so desperately. Mm. But if someone is starting, just like me, when I was starting breathing, just taking deep breaths, because the breath is what gives us life, the vibrancy of our existence. So just taking deep breaths and just being very aware of where you are in the now. Because usually we're in the past worrying about what we have suffered, what we, the pains that we had, that we carried, or we are afraid of and anxious about the future. So bringing yourself in, it not necessarily needs to be a five-minute meditation, 10-minute. It could be just simply a minute, mm-hmm. maybe half a minute, or just being centered within yourself, taking deep breaths, and just being there leaning into that sense of inner peace. And at the beginning, it's going to be difficult, perhaps challenging, because let's face it, that's not something that we're trained. That's not something that is taught in school. That's not something that we practice in general. Right. And for some people, it's even funny. I see it. The kids in school, like, oh, we're meditating. Yeah. You know, it's not taught. So it is time to just practice that stillness. And it just has to be a minute. Being with yourself, breathing life to every atom, every cell of your being. And then maybe you will increase it over time to two minutes, three minutes, and just go little by little. Mm -hmm. Everything is about patience with ourselves and kindness. We don't need to force, again, we don't need to force anything. Yeah. Everything has to feel very natural to mm-hmm. what is what is it that you need personally because everybody is different. Right. It might be a walk in the park or a walk in the forest. Yeah, that's what it is for me. I've I've tried to sit still and meditate many times and I just fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> meditation if I'm snoring I don't know Um, (laughs) I love it (laughs) so I've really found for me the best thing that I can do is go for a walk and my Mm. mind gets so clear and things thoughts come to me that you know I've been searching for and it's such a great time of meditation for me but I have to be walking I can't I can't be late. Or oh, even in the shower. Oh, the shower is so good. The shower is great. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. Not only you sing, but you, you <laughs> become the greatest singer in the world, <laughs> but you get the best ideas in the shower too. That's so true. Yeah. Because it's, you're, you're there by yourself and mm-hmm. just receiving all down, those divine downloads coming to it. you. Uh-huh. Yeah, so some of my be best anywhere. ideas have come in the shower. And yeah. it's hard to fall asleep in the shower, so that's good. 
<laughs> that's it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just what that. feels most naturally comfortable for you. Yeah. Yeah. It resonates with you. People put too much pressure on. I need to be doing this right. I need to be clearing my mind. I need to be doing this a certain way. Mm -hmm. And I love that you say, do what's best for you. There's no right or wrong way to yes. do it. Mm -hmm. yes. Diana, I know that people will want to connect with you. So please let our listeners know what you're up to, where they can find you, how they can connect with you. Also, I'll have your links in the show notes, but I would love for you to just give us an overview of how that can happen. I'm in social media, Instagram, Facebook, my website to www dianavalenciano.com and diana c-a-y-a-n-n-a they can find me there or they can send me a, a private message through facebook i'm pretty they can find me very easily mm -hmm. anywhere okay. wonderful and you're offering a course coming is it a course or tell me just a little bit about what you're offering coming up feed your soul journeys to costa rica is a deep dive for women that truly want to connect to that inner goddess that are completely unafraid of looking within and want to liberate themselves from the fear, the paralyzing fears, and just want to get to know themselves deeply. Those are twice a year that I offered. It's not a retreat, but it's actually an experience because we go through different locations connecting with nature and just mm. experiencing life, experiencing your emotions and just breaking free from anything that it's paralyzing you, anything that it's blocking you. Wow. To find that amazingness that we have within ourselves. So that's Feed Your Beautiful. Soul Journeys. Okay. And you actually go to Costa Rica. We actually go to Costa Rica. Okay, cool. That's yes. cool. All right. <laughs> And biz with a soul or aligning business with your soul, it's actually that. It's aligning your soul purpose, your North Star with your business. So it's, it feels more authentic mm -hmm. and it resonates with your people, your audience, yeah. because we're not for everybody. And that's the truth. Mm -hmm. And people would just want to, you know, just embrace everybody. And the truth is, once you get to know yourself, you know who you will serve and mm -hmm. that people, when you talk their language and you actually teach them, they will come to you. They will come to your programs. They will resonate with your message. Mm -hmm. And that's what, what we're trying to do. Align mind, body, and soul with your soul purpose. Beautiful. I love it. I love the work you're doing. So thank you so much to you for pouring into our listeners yeah. today and for everything that you're doing for women and helping women to get to the core of who they are. I think mm -hmm. that's just such a beautiful journey that you're on and you're, you're helping so many. So thank you. No, thank you, Sarah, for giving, for creating this container, safe space to open up and to share our stories and to be real because we need a lot of that. We need to show women that it's okay to show who you are mm -hmm. and to 
dig deep within yourself and 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 embrace your soul, your core of who you are. Yes. So you're creating that for all of us. So thank you. From the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for the opportunity. Mm, yes, thank you. Thanks for being here. All right, my friends, what an awesome interview. We absolutely believe in the power of our stories, and we are so very grateful to our guests who have the courage to speak their truth and share their heart, experiences, and light with all of us. If you want more of the WE podcast, make sure you head over to thewespot.com where you can find all of our episodes as well as the WeSpot blog. The We Spot is your go-to spot for growth, connection, authenticity, and encouragement. You can also find us on social media. Head over to the We Spot Facebook and Instagram pages and get plugged in. You can also find me, Sarah Moneras, on my personal Facebook and Instagram pages as well. If you love the We Podcast, we would be thrilled for you to rate the podcast and write us a review. We want as many people as possible to be lifted up in growth and get connected with our community. Also, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on new episodes dropping every single week. We can't wait to see you over on social media. Thank you for being here today. It means a lot to us. Remember, your story makes you who you are. Speak your truth, grow constantly, rise above, and always know you are not on this journey alone. See you next time.